Village Church. It's so wonderful to see you all here. Wishing you a very blessed and wonderful Christmas Eve here at the Refuge Church. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to pray for all of you. If you want to take your seats, we'll get started. Father God, we thank you so much for this celebration of your son Jesus coming. We thank you, Lord, that we get to gather together and it, this evening we get to just proclaim that Jesus is our Lord and King, our Savior, and he was born in Bethlehem and he came to serve and to love and then he paid the ultimate price for us. So we get to gather together and celebrate you, Lord Jesus, and we get to celebrate this blessed time of year when all of us just focus on that important arrival on planet Earth. Lord, we ask that you just be with us, keep reminding us about who you are, why you came, and how important it is for us to have this relationship with you. Bless this time together. May all of the songs and all of the words spoken be a blessing to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you like to stand up and join us with the first song? It came upon a midnight clear.
next song, I'm sure that you know, Away in a Manger, but did you know there are two versions? There's an American version and there's a British version, and both are lovely. So tonight we're going to incorporate the two. So between each verse, we'll be playing the British version for those of you that learned it that way. children from upstairs singing the next song. Do you want to come forward?
this evening, a reason to celebrate, a reason just to lift our voices in joy to you. And we ask that you just be with us as we now spend time um, lighting the candles, hearing the message, and just remembering the reason for this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Christmas, woo, it's hot. Merry Christmas. It's very warm. The mic is warm just like it is very warm in here. Uh, your body's warmed up nicely. <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to Nate who brought a heater in early so you won't see your breath today. So thank you, Nate. <clears throat> yeah, give it up for Nate. Nate's Christmas present to the church. Man, so good to see you all here. Are you ready for Christmas? somewhat rhetorical. <laughs> Typically when we ask, are you ready for Christmas, <clears throat> the first thing comes to mind is probably did you get presents for all the people that you need to get presents for? If you're hosting, did you get the food you needed to get? If you're traveling, are your travel plans in order? Are the roads safe? Well, I, I want to ask that question uh, of ourselves in a new way through seeing sort of how that question is asked to Mary. Is Mary ready for what the angel is about to ask her to do? And I'm going to do that by welcoming you guys into a, a tradition for my family uh, that has been happening from my grandfather. My grandfather, who is my dad's father, he started sharing at holidays, whether that was Easter or Christmas, he would write a story and he would share it as his sermon. And then for many of you who got to sit under my, my dad's preaching, you might remember his story sermons on Christmases uh, or Easter. Uh, you might also remember him singing, which I'm not going to do tonight. So um, <clears throat> here is our story sermon of Mary. Are you ready for Christmas? The fact the wedding would be simple did not bother Mary. She was getting married, and that is what she looked forward to. A small budget did not mean a small amount of work. Thankfully, her loud and joyful family was all taking part in the preparation. Wildflowers would be picked, and in a few days, aunties would fill the kitchen with laughter and the aroma of mouth-watering food. Mary's soon-to-be husband, Joseph, was already putting his carpentry skills to work on a long honeydew list for the ceremony. The ceremony itself would be intimate, but the week-long festivities that surrounded the wedding would be the focus of their entire village. Everyone, from the shopkeepers to the mountain shepherds, anticipated the celebration. It meant time away from work, free food, and the fortunate union of two honored families. Mary's heart was full. For as long as she could remember, she had dreamed of being married and perhaps God willing to start a family of her own. In these final weeks of preparation, Mary would find a quiet place to be alone and think. It was all so much to process. She felt her world rapidly changing from an old familiar to a mysterious new. She had loved the old, and the new was uncharted and unknown. Marriage meant leaving her father's home and the family she loved to make a new home with Joseph. Was she ready to be a wife 
Would she be a good wife? She knew so little about Joseph. What kind of husband would Joseph be? What kind of family would they make together? These were not questions she could consider in the middle of a busy kitchen or the uproarious company of her cousins. So Mary would escape to quiet places to reflect upon these things. It was in this quiet reflection, time away, that an angel found Mary and he said this to her. Greetings, which is kind of archaic. He was probably like, hello. Hello. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That was a lot to take in. But every word found a place in Mary's heart. She received them, but could not comprehend the angel's message. Her reality was a wedding in a few days and a family already traveling from miles around to celebrate. Her reality was a husband named Joseph and the uncharted life they were about to build together. Her reality was that of a young woman who had never been with a man. And so with the innocence of a child and yet the boldness of a maturing woman, she met the angel's gaze and asked, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered Mary, the Holy Spirit will come on you And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of the Most High. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. So Mary has two choices. She could question God or trust God. And the questions came unbidden crashing over Mary like a hurricane, each one testing the foundation of her childlike faith. Am I ready to be a mom? What will I tell Joseph? What will I tell my family? What about the wedding? What about the wedding? And then Mary laughed. It wasn't the loose laughter of someone whose mental fabric was fraying. She laughed with the brightness of someone who remembers where they placed their lost keys. Her mind came to rest on the question that answered all other questions. Is this not what I and all of Israel have been waiting for? God filled Mary's heart with the promises he made to his people for centuries. He'd promised Adam and Eve that a descendant would come that would crush the head of the serpent. He promised Abraham that a descendant would come that would bless all the nations of the world. To Jacob, he said, of Judah, the scepter will not part from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs. And the obedience of the nations is his. To David, he said, your house and your kingdom will endure before me. Your throne will be established forever. To Daniel, he gave a vision of a man, the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven who approached the Ancient of Days and was led in his presence. He was given authority and glory and sovereign power. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. 
To Isaiah, he said, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel. Again, he said to Isaiah, for a child is born. To us, a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from this time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. Mary had always said she believed these promises from God. And now came the realization of what that believing meant. And Mary, now looking full into the angel's eyes, said, I am the Lord's servant May your word to me be fulfilled. Here is the big takeaway for Mary's story for us. Mary was ready for her role in the Christmas story because her heart was so full of love and longing for the Savior that would come. It truly is impossible for us to appreciate the weight of responsibility, the pain of rejection, she would experience because of believing this message. Her relatives, and I want you to kind of picture this, her relatives in the entire village would soon be told there would not be a wedding. They would return home disappointed and assume the worst about Mary. What was supposed to be a celebration was now a mark of shame for Mary and her new marriage. And all of this because she believed the promises of God and how it would be fulfilled through her. The Bible does not record any of that pain. The painful conversation, the disappointments of relatives, or the social rejection. What it does record is the story of a young mother whose heart is so full of the promises of God and whose belly now carries the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. Mary's heart was so Savior-oriented that she was ready for whatever God said to her. Mary was ready for Christmas because her heart was already full of the Savior. Are you ready for Christmas in the same way? As we ponder that, I'm going to invite Hannah up, and we're going to light our last Advent candles. And we might get Elliot along also, or any of you guys might see him. I don't know where he's going to go. <laughs> we'll light those. And then we, we're going to just spend some time um, contemplating that. Are we ready for Christmas like Mary was ready for Christmas? Um, that was the question that went over and over in my mind as I thought today. It, it's incredible how Mary isn't more um, thrown off by this. And the answer I kept coming to was Mary loved Jesus already. Like she loved the Savior. She loved the promises of God already. So when the promise of God came to be fulfilled to her, she was ready to say yes. <clears throat> so please don't be distracted by my son crawling on the stage. We'll read the Advent together. This week, we journey through the events surrounding Jesus' birth. Let's celebrate together his arrival, rejoicing alongside Mary and Joseph, Zachariah and Elizabeth, the shepherds, Simon and the Magi, and receive together the good news of great joy. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. 
Luke 2, 11. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Please quiet Please quiet your hearts as we light our final candle this morning. Remember all the ways Jesus is present, is a present light for all those still living in darkness. After we light these candles, we're going to have some instrumental music and also take communion together to remember that really fulfillment of the promise of the Savior that would take away the sins of the world. So... After we have lit these, we invite you to take communion with us.
join us for our last song tonight, Silent Night.
Refuge Church. One simple announcement before we send you out, and that is we are meeting on New Year's Day. Same time, same place. So we'll see you there. Same place. Same, same place. And with donuts. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing some Christmas with us. And I do challenge you um, to really ask yourself throughout tonight and tomorrow if you're really ready for Christmas, if you're ready for, for Jesus. Um, if God come and came and said something to you, would your heart be so full of him that you're ready to say yes in faith? Um, there are a lot of things tonight and tomorrow that probably won't go as planned. Something's probably going to get burnt. Somebody's going to say something crazy. Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> are you ready for Jesus? If your heart's so full of him that you're ready to say yes to whatever God brings your way. So with that, we send you out to be a church of the city, incarnating King Jesus in city life, speaking its language, sharing, singing its rhythms, sharing its spaces, freeing the oppressed, fighting injustice, finding people of peace, and inviting the city into the kingdom of God. Hey, Merry Christmas. Have a great, great night.